Are you looking for some great indie podcasts to listen to? Check out the Pod Nation list on podchaser.com, where you can find a list of great indie podcasts, get links to their official websites, and even listen to some of their episodes without needing to create an account or log in. Here's an example of one of the great indie podcasts you can find on Pod Nation. Hello, everybody. I'm Ross from What's the Crack? And I'm Rock. And this is our podcast, I Understood That Reference. We cover all corners of the pop culture spectrum, including movies, comics, which is my favorite, games, and everything in between. With their own unique mix of games, trivia, a little insight, all wrapped up in Irish accents. And of course, the tin whistle. <laughs> so get up them stairs and download this podcast into your ears. I'm Ross. And I'm Rob. And this has been I Understood That Reference. Available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Podchaser, and whenever else decent podcasts are available. Yay! So once again, for some great indie podcasts, check out the Pod Nation list on podchaser.com. Welcome to another episode of Better Than Robin Hood. Hello. I, I am Pete Langhelt. I am Fran. You are my wonderful wife. Yes. And your favourite movie is still Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yes, with Kevin Costner. Yeah. So, it's obviously my duty to find a film that you love more, because it's very important, I think, for you to broaden your horizons i do broaden my horizons (laughs) all the time like today yeah we've certainly done something today some horizon broadening yes we we have so this week we've got a fun packed show we're gonna hear a tape from the hollywood archives i've dug out from the attic uh we'll be talking about citizen kane Yes, the awesome. very acclaimed yeah, the citizen acclaimed. claim. The citizen claim. Claim. Kane. <laughs> citizen Kane. Yeah. Kane. The film everyone pretends like they a like. Like Kane that you find in a headmaster's office. <laughs> that you would strike a small no, that's boy's bottom with. Yeah, Kane yes, is the is. C, isn't it? Mm. Anyway, it's the same thing, really. As in Harry Kane or a hurricane. Yeah. Hmm. Hurricane's up a spot with the scene. Yes, it is. (laughs) Or Kane the wrestler. Oh, yeah. Mm. He was good. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, we're going to be talking about Citizen Kane, because we watched that, and it was part of our quest. And we'll be speaking to a popular figure from the past on our time phone. Lovely, lovely jobblies. Firstly, though, we've got to keep those ratings high. Oh, yeah. So, it's time for the true crime section. Let's play that true crime section music. True crime section. Would Dr. Crippen have won Great British Bake Off? No. True crime section. So, what have you been up to this week, Fran? My first week back at work. Yeah? It was uh, emotional. Emotional. Mm. Intense. Intense. Well, it's just weird being back, isn't it, after three weeks of three holiday? Three weeks of Christmas holidays. I know. It was very hard. Being a lady of leisure. 
Yeah. Mm. Taking the dog to work was an experience. Yeah. He's a good dog, though. Our new dog. Broadly speaking. Yeah. yeah. Broadly speaking, good. He does have some punk behaviour. He does. needs to be bred out of him. Yeah. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So, I've been digging through my archives that I keep in the attic. All my tapes of people who have recorded from Hollywood over the years. Who's up for today, then? Well, it just so happens I've found a tape of Orson Welles, who stars and directs Citizen Kane. Oh! Yeah, it's a real coincidence there that I found that this week. I yeah. thought he was a writer. No. Oh. Are you thinking of George Orwell? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so as we all know, Orson Welles' last role was famously the voice of Unicron in Transformers the movie in 1986. Incredibly, I've got a recording of Orson going in to meet with some of the producers of Transformers the movie. It was quite near the end of his life, so it does seem uh, that Orson was perhaps coming a bit forgetful in his old age. And but is he the... did you say Transformers, yeah? The 1986 cartoon, yeah. Yeah, mm. not the new one. No, not the no. Michael Bay ones. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. No, he's not in those. Yeah, so, so Orson's a bit forgetful in his old age, but I don't think we should let that mar the enjoyment of hearing a master at work. All right, let's All hear right. it. All right. said you were looking for work. Work? Oh, yes. Work as an actor. Yes. Do, do you have any work? Well, it just so happens that I do. I must warn you, though, that I will require some reward for my work. I'll need, um, that stuff. Oh, darn it. What's it called? It's green. It comes in bundles, has a picture of Benjamin Franklin. Money? That's it, yes. Money. I need money. I use it to buy sleds and the mouth stuff. Food? Yes, please. I'll have a roast chicken and some potatoes. Take a seat, please, Orson. Uh, we need to discuss the role that we can offer you. Good God, where did you get that creature? Huh? That tiny horse. The tiny horse with the fur. Well, that's my dog, Mr. Wells. His name is Jeremy. Fascinating. So, what would you ask of me? The great Orson Bells. Wells. Wells, yes, that's right. Autumn Wells. Yeah, sure. Uh, oh, okay. Um, have you ever watched uh, Transformers? Regularly. They fascinate me. Where does all that electricity go? No, no, not 
Not electrical Transformers, Mr. Wells. Uh, Transformers uh, is a cartoon about uh, shape-shifting robots. I'm 70 years old and have dementia. Do you think I've seen Transformers? Uh, well, sure. Uh, okay. Well, well, we're turning the cartoon show into a feature film, and would like you to provide the voice of Unicron. Unicorn? No, Unicron. Uh, he's a, a planet-sized robot that wants to take over the galaxy. Would that interest you? Will you give me the, the green pictures of Benjamin Franklin in stacks in a suitcase? Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, lots of money, yes. Then we have a deal. Now, um, I need to, to do the thing, make myself taller. Excuse me? I'm lower down now, and I need to be higher up, I think, if I'm going to leave the room. Have you forgotten how to stand up? I think that that is a possibility, yes. Um, okay, I, I don't really know how to describe the act of standing up. Maybe just, like, push upwards with your feet and the body should follow. Whoa! Mr. Wells! Holy crap! Oh, shit, he's bleeding out! Quick, Mr. Wells, read this. I'll run the tape recorder. Okay. Megatron. Welcome, Megatron. Well, that was illuminating. Very. I never knew realised yeah. he was such a good voiceover. He's amazing, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and he did it all whilst dying. Yeah. yeah. Very interesting. Fascinating. Hi, I'm Linda. And I'm Jane. And we have a brand new podcast called Bedknobs and Broom Flicks, where we talk about witches of the entertainment world. From the horror movies Warlock, Suspiria, The Witch, and The Blair Witch Project. To the more comedic or whimsical, such as Harry Potter, Hocus Pocus, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, and The Blair Witch Project. No movie, TV show, or book is off limits. All witches, man witches, sorry warlocks, we're not calling you that, witches brews, witches of history, familiars, and witch-like activity will be discussed as we laugh and have fun talking about the wonderful world of witches. So join us every other week for some fun witchy talk. All witches welcome. So, we watched Orson Welles' seminal work. Citizen Kane. We did. It has a 100% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 90% audience score. It is directed by Orson Welles. It stars Orson Welles, Dorothy Comingrove, Joseph Cotton and Everett Sloan. So, you know there's 100%? <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. I've got some interesting facts first. Okay. It was released in 1941 to critical acclaim but actually lost money at the box office and pretty much faded away as there was no home release of movies at that time, of course. It was re-released in 1956 and became a mainstream hit. In 1989, it was one of the 25 films that were stored on the National Film Registry in the United States. Wells had never directed a film before, which is the reason behind some of the camera work being very unconventional for its time and breaking new ground in camera techniques. Orson Welles fell 10 feet while filming the scene in which Charles Kane shouts at uh, the boss man, what's his name? Boss Grease or something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he had to direct from a wheelchair for two weeks. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's a bit Some silly. interesting facts about Citizen Kane there. Yeah. Fran, could you <laughs> describe the plot of Citizen Kane? Oh, my gosh. So, 
Mr. Kane, mm-hmm. he's a young boy and he lives with his mother and father. <laughs> yeah. In, I presume, the outback somewhere where it snows. Yeah, somewhere cold. And some man who is his relative. Um, He's like the head of a trust, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But he's not his relative, is he? He's like... He represents a distant relative, I think. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. he wants to like take him on and develop him into a young man and all yeah. that. And um, I don't think the little boy wants to really leave his parents. He doesn't. To be honest. No. But he gets told to go anyway. He mm. does, and he gets to go to schools and different schools. Gets kicked out of them all. Blah mm. blah blah. Eventually, he's an older man, and he has a very good friend called Mister mm-hmm. Leland. Leland, that's mm-hmm. it. And they basically, he just wants to buy a newspaper. He's got all this wealth, and all he wants to do is buy a newspaper. Mm-hmm. Because he thought he thinks it would be fun to run a newspaper. It would be fun to run a newspaper. So uh, he obviously does run mm-hmm. the newspaper. I don't know how well it does. I don't think it does very well. Not initially. It's losing no. a million dollars a year. And then eventually it does do very well. Yeah. How? Well, I can't he, remember. He get, buys more newspapers. <laughs> oh. When he hires the 20 best writers from the That's Chronicle. That's it. Yeah. He steals the Chronicle men, doesn't yeah. he? Um. And he married, basically, yes. And then he meets one of his first wives, Mm -hmm. who is the cousin of the president. Niece. Niece of the president. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, close. Anyway, he marries her, and it goes well for a bit, and then eventually she falls Mm. out of love with him, I think. And then he marries again. But whilst he's still married to the other lady, he starts seeing the new lady mm-hmm. and wants her to sing in an opera. He does. And he makes her sing in the opera and she doesn't want to sing in the opera. Mm. So she takes an overdose. Blah, blah, blah. Basically, she leaves him as well. Doesn't mm. do very well of love, does he? No. And then um, in the end, he kind of... Basically, the film starts with him dying and mm. it's his life story that they're obviously telling. And when he's dying, he says these... Rosebud, mm-hmm. and uh, basically at the end of the film you find out what it is. Yeah, and um, yeah, it's yeah. just his life story, isn't it? Spoilers, it's oh, his, yeah. it's his sledge. <laughs> Wait, I thought he left that with his parents because in the yeah, but he probably went and got it again. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. So basically, mm. it was just his sled that he was mm. when he grew up as a little boy. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of uh, of the film? I thought it was a bit odd. <laughs> I understood the concept. Yeah. But um, I don't think it was as good as 100%. No. I think... Maybe yeah. they were trying to base it on that time of that movie. Like, relating it back to that time when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. You do have to take into account this. Uh, when was it made again? Made in 1941. Yeah, yeah, so like the cinematography of it, I think, is really good. It is, yeah. Some of the way they've done the shots and that mm. is really good. Yeah. And um, yeah, but mm. I personally didn't think it was as epiphany as, say, Casablanca or, or yeah. um, what's the other one I really like? Uh, not Wind in the Willows. <laughs> Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Gone with the Wind came out a lot later, though. Yeah, I know it yeah. did, because it was in colour, wasn't yeah. it? But, yeah, Casablanca, I think, is much better. Well, we'll watch that next week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. 
Um, I think, yeah, you can see why people like it. I was a bit bored. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was a bit bored in the middle, I would say. Yeah. Although, yeah, the, the third act is uh, when he's moved into his weird house is yeah. very satisfying. <laughs> I enjoyed that a lot because it was like I a liked, comedy sketch. Yeah, I liked how different it was. You had, yeah. like, loads of, it was like, it reminded me of Vegas, you know, where you go into <laughs> yeah. like Caesars and that and it's mm, got like... The Egyptian, yeah. Yeah, loads of weird um, tapestries and stuff. I was yeah. a bit like... And yeah. weird buildings in a building. I enjoyed <laughs> him, like, having two chairs in a giant room and him sitting one really far away from his wife. Yeah, while she was building a puzzle <laughs> by the fireplace. Yeah, I liked that. When it got a bit more avant-garde. It yeah. Was, it was very weird and funny. Yeah. 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 Um, I just thought it was weird, that bit. Yeah. And it does say at the end, it's like, none of these actors had ever been in a film before. Which and is pretty good. It's noticeable, though. They do act like they're in a play. Like, very pronounce everything very clearly and loudly yeah. and there's a lot of movement around and maybe they had to because obviously yeah yeah and the director had never directed before no and he did a bloody good job he yeah did. Uh, it's hard to find any criticism for it and i could see why it, it would get a hundred percent yeah it's certainly yeah you couldn't give it a negative review and say it's a bad film no you could say it's a bit boring if it's not really your cup of tea I did like it, but mm. I wouldn't say it was a favourite of mine. I no. probably wouldn't watch it again. No. No. Well, we'll get to whether you liked it more than Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves in a bit. Well, some of your highlights of the movie? I liked, obviously, the fact that there was a story and you had to find out what Rosebud meant. Yeah. And if you didn't tell me at the end, I would have been a bit more annoyed. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I liked that part mm. of it. Bit of a story. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, he was just a normal bloke, wasn't he? Just a guy. Yeah. Just a man. All he wanted to do was work, I think. Mm. He's just a boy standing in front of a girl. <laughs> <laughs> he just seemed a bit bored of life, though, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens that doesn't really go anywhere. But it's more, yeah, it's just a story about him, isn't it? It's yeah. a character study. I wrote down a few things. It was hard to find anyone to, like nitpick at or think of anything funny yeah um i liked how he called his house xanadu because that word is ruined for me by olivia newton john <laughs> why was it ruined but because of that song they call it xanadu what's that song about really again? terrible film about it. it's about a nightclub oh <laughs> yeah called xanadu why does she want to go to a night? Oh, anyway. it's, it's from the film Xanadu that she's oh. in. It's meant, we should watch that because it's meant to be really terrible. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was from Greece that she sings it. No. Oh. No, she's good in that. Yeah, yeah, she's good in that. I liked that he went to a library that had guards. <laughs> that wasn't him. The reporter that was the, man. Oh, yeah, the reporter yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah, I liked that. And I'm, why was his life story locked away? It's not like he was yeah. that special. That was... Miss, was it Thatcher? Yeah, yeah. The guy who raised him. Yeah, for some reason had his memoirs in a safe in a library. Yeah, I can't imagine they were that yeah. important. Imagine being a library guard, though. That'd be amazing. I know. The easiest job in the world. Yeah. Have you taken... Don't take the books. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take anything. Don't touch anything. Don't touch. You don't, may not read. Don't. <laughs> you can only read from page 80 to 140. Right, but they give him the whole they book. They give him the whole book. Yeah, I'd just read the whole thing, I would. Yeah. Anyway, 
I liked the guy who played, who played Thatcher, who was like his mentor, wasn't he? Yeah, he was quite an interesting fellow, wasn't he? Yeah, I liked... He was very good at expressing when he was angry or upset. So he'd go, bah! Things like that. <laughs> really overact. And I his, liked that. his glasses, his little eyeballs, looked mm. really big, didn't they? They did, yeah. yeah. Speaking of things that were too big... <laughs> Uh, Bernstein, another one of Charles Foster Kane's friends, he sits in a giant chair. I didn't know what that was about. Oh yeah. Yeah, he looked like a little boy. <laughs> he just looked a bit weird, didn't he? Yeah. Maybe, maybe this film was trying to show different kind of furniture you could have in your house. <laughs> yeah, it's not you can have by a, a large chair. Have you ever thought about a chair with an enormous back? <laughs> yeah, would you like that in your home? Mm, if you were a Comes giant. red and black. <laughs> You'd be very comfortable as a giant. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the rooms they're in always seem too big for them. Yeah. And they use the full expanse of the room. I'm guessing that's like a thematic thing, but, but I just found it slightly comical. <laughs> Yeah, they did, didn't yeah. they? Like, Charlie, why are you standing so fucking far away? <laughs> I'd love to get the microphone in. Yeah, yeah, considering they didn't have stuff like boom mics and wings back then. Yeah, yeah. So they must have had to talk. That's probably why they talked really loud all the way through. Yeah, to shout. Hello! <laughs> and he got one mic. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you watch a really badly made like B-movie and they've got no idea how to do sound properly. And yeah. Stuff. And yeah people will be on the other side of the room and you can't hear them. Yeah, it's bad, yeah. isn't it? Uh, what else did I enjoy? I liked that his friend Leland, when he uh, came back later as an old man, he looked exactly like Stan Lee. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't reckon. I didn't see that. <laughs> it was like a Stan Lee cameo, like you get in all the Marvel films. Oh. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. Charles Foster Kane is quite a rapey-looking man. What, in his younger days? Yeah, he looks at women in a very... Well, they all did that Rapey back then, looking didn't way. they? I don't know, did they? I don't know. Yeah. Well, when he went, to, basically, when he met that second wife that he eventually marries, mm-hmm. he meets her at a pharmacy, doesn't he? And mm. she says to him, I've got some hot water for you if you want it. She's very I mean, flirtatious. that's very forward, isn't it, yeah. for that sort of time? It was for back then, yeah. And he does follow her up there, up he the does. stairs into her room, and then he shuts the yeah. door. She's covered in mud. How did he get covered in mud? Oh, one of those... Um, Carriages went past him, didn't oh, they? Oh, the car didn't splash or something. Him. And splashed oh, him. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so she egged him on in the first place, I think, and then he thought, oh, well, I might as well get my end away. Yeah, I mean, he was bored of life, wasn't he? So yeah. it probably was quite fun for him. Yeah, but probably shouldn't have done it during his election campaign. No, because he would have been elected. Is that why yeah. it's called Citizen Kane? Because he never actually gets there. Yeah, he liked to consider himself to be a good citizen. I mean, he was always banging on about how he was an American, a oh. good American, and things like that. I was thinking citizen meant he was part of the of the citizenry. Yeah, everyone's technically a citizen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought you meant councillor. You know, like oh, when, you're... Right. <laughs> no. when you're part of like the. He didn't win, did he? No. He wanted to be governor and president. Didn't, didn't get it. Didn't get there like Arnie did, did he? No. Mm. Yeah. I liked how his wife's singing teacher looked exactly like Renee from Hello Hello. <laughs> yes. Do you know, I was thinking that when I was watching it. I was like, yeah. he looks a bit fatter than Renee, Renee, <laughs> but he does look a bit yeah. like him. And he was very impulsive, he wasn't was. he? He was, a lot of movement again. And he was yeah. like, you're going to give me a bad name in yeah. the opera world, and he did really, mm. but yeah. I was hoping whenever Charles left the room, they'd go, Renee. <laughs> 
and start humping like they yeah. did on Hello Hello. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, I said I really enjoyed the f- third act where uh, <laughs> just like um, in this giant palace <laughs> and walk like one side of the room to the other. Yeah, but there was no furniture left, was there? Because he had to sell it all. I think he was selling, well, he was selling it at the end. He still had all his money. He lost some money. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't lose it all. Yeah, it was just a weird house, and she didn't like living there. Yeah, I don't blame her. It was very weird. Yeah, the whole it life me was of a, a bit horror odd. film. Yeah, I thought something weird was gonna happen. Yeah. yeah, but then we are treated to the great one of the greatest film scenes of all time, where Orson Welles completely fucks up a bedroom. <laughs> oh yeah, he trashes it, doesn't he? Yeah. He's like whoosh, whoosh, mm. kick this, pull this down. Mm. He did try and pull one of the mantelpieces yeah, down and it wouldn't that. come down. Here's a crucial question. Yeah. Who's better at trashing a room? Orson Welles or Tommy Wiseau from The Room? Uh, I would say the Wiseau version. Yeah, I'm a thing. I think it's a close Because there's a spoon call. and he pushes the spoon away, doesn't he? <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's got pictures of spoons in his house, though. Yeah, but he? what he's wearing is more comical. Yeah. Just everything Tommy Wiseau does is hilarious. Yeah. Whereas this, you're kind of more invested in the story and the character. Yeah. So you're less laughing at it. You're like, oh, he's really oh, upset. He's really upset. <laughs> but oh. it's quite funny watching him fuck the room up and fall over a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just stumbling around. Yeah, but I do prefer Tommy Wiseau, especially when he throws his telly out the window. Yeah. Yeah. Artful bit of cinema, that. Yeah, this guy doesn't throw anything out the window. Does he doesn't he? throw a telly yeah. out the window, but in fairness... There was a lot in the in room to throw around, though. There was. It was <laughs> but like there was a lot in Tommy Wiseau's room as well. Oh, yeah. Apart from any, well, one thing Charles Foster Kane didn't do is hump one of his wife's dresses. Oh, yeah, he does yeah. do that, doesn't he? In the room, he's like, oh... Yeah. I like to send a disaster artist when she's like, I wanted to keep that dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was pretty much all I had to write down. Well, oh. Yeah. All right. What was your favourite part of Citizen Kane? Oh. Um, I kind of really liked it when... Well, he was very emotional. Mm. You know when his second wife left him? Mm-hmm. He was proper crying. Yeah, he's a good actor. I thought mm. that was very good. Everyone in it's very good. I don't good. like that bit, though. I like the bit mm. where he um he starts typing up that letter. Mm. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was a good bit. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, he writes his own wife's review. Yeah, and he's really yeah. mean. Mean about her singing, yeah. Wow, he's telling the truth, really, isn't he? Well, yeah, she wasn't the best. No, but she wasn't. I don't think it was anything bad, but I'm not really a good judge of these matters. No, I'm not. No. No, it's know. probably that and then the trashing of the room. I yeah, like that. I'd say room trashing or the scene where he's like, Susan, we're going on a picnic tomorrow. And he's sat in like this giant throne while she's like crawled on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. That. They take all this stuff to go to go yeah, for, for a picnic. picnic. Yeah. And they're like in their own tents and then they're having a discussion and she's like, I'm going to, doesn't she say I'm going to leave you or something? Yeah. And she... then you hear some screaming outside, but nobody mm. ever goes to look what's happening. And there's the weird cockatoo jump scare. <laughs> Just, oh, yeah. Apparently he did that because he said at this point in the film, the audience might get a bit bored and he, he was worried they were full, full asleep. <laughs> so he just put it in to wake them up. Oh. I don't, it might just be a rumour, but yeah, I think it's funny. I mean, I didn't... I was quite intrigued by the film, mm. I have to say. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was good. I just didn't think it was like the best film of all time. No, I definitely yeah. don't think so. It's, it's very hard to find anything to criticise because yeah. it, it's 
very very good but yeah i doubt i'd watch it again yeah i'm yeah. the same the reason i like it, everyone always bangs on about it and i've never watched it because it sounded boring <laughs> and i was a bit bored by it yeah it was no bad boys too it was a no <laughs> i was definitely not born last night watching that no have you ever seen bad boys too <laughs> you ain't never seen bad boys too who was your favourite character? I would say him. Yeah? Mr. Kane. Mr. Kane. Yeah. Well, I can't say the same machine. But yeah, mine was obviously Mr. Kane as well. But yeah. For the sake of argument, I'll say his second wife. I think she was a very good actor. So, obviously it's not the same person all the way through the film. Because there's a young version of it. Well, yeah, him. there's a young boy. And yeah, but it's Orson Welles and all the other scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was really good. A stellar performance from him. Yes, very good. Okay. So some of our friends from Twitter have uh, got in touch to okay, uh, cool. take part in a discussion about Citizen Kane. Friends and Flayers podcast. They're a Dungeons and Dragons based show. And they can be found on the Pod Nation list on podchaser.com. They say, I watched Citizen Kane in my senior year of high school and it became my favourite movie of all time right then and there. The camera work in that movie is amazing. Plus the amazing performances of everyone in the cast... It truly deserves the title of Masterpiece. Okay. Yeah, would you agree with that? I would agree that it's a good film. <laughs> yeah, the camera work for its time is truly, like, revolutionary. I think if you were, like, studying camera work, then maybe mm. you would... Well, yeah, it's always shown. No, more about camera mm. work. I d- I've never studied yeah. camera work, and I thought the shots were mm. pretty good. Well, like, just the bit where, like, it'll zoom in and go through a window, things like yeah. that. Like, but they just didn't do stuff like that back then. The camera yeah. work was quite flat. It's yeah. just like, right, set it up. One-dimensional. Yeah, and things like crane shots and wides and stuff like that. Yeah, they just they just didn't do them back then. Maybe that's where uh, 007 mm. gets their... Uh... Well, yeah, I think a lot of people do use it as an inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so if you want to be a director, it's a good place to start. Um, How Do You Like Me Now podcast. They're a really good show, available on all good apps, that discusses British TV from the 80s and 90s. And they have this hot take. Honestly, I felt a bit underwhelmed. It feels like a sacrilege to say it, but I don't entirely get what all the fuss was about. Maybe it could never have lived up to the hype. Maybe the story is dated in a way that other classics haven't. I would agree 100% with that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exact amandos. It's Yeah, it's good, but yeah, I don't get that. I don't see why it's, why it's... so highly rated. No. Yeah. I'm, nev- I'm not going to say to anyone, oh, you should go and watch that. Yeah. I'm not going to join the ranks of people going, oh my God, Citizen Kane You're is so good. amazing. <laughs> you have to watch yeah. it. You can't say that you like cinema unless you watch Citizen Kane. Yeah. Right. I think it, I'd rather say that about The Green Mile. Yeah. I mean, that's good too. Yeah. Mm. I think I probably prefer Citizen Kane to The Green Mile. Oh, really? Yeah. I prefer Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Good as well. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Never all this procrastinating... Go check out those shows. That's yes. How Do You Like Me Now and Friends and Flayers. Crucial question, is Citizen Kane better than Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? No, I'm afraid not. Um, I'm going to say, <laughs> on a technical level, it absolutely is. But what? I, which do I prefer to watch? Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's more classical, funny. <laughs> it's a, Yeah, I didn't get a lot of laughs out of Citizen no. Kane. And I do like to laugh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, is Bad Boys too bad? 
Yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm a very simply-minded person. <laughs> Again, on a technical level, Sears and Kane is better, but what? Bad Boys 2 is more exciting. Have you seen the shots in Bad Boys 2? <laughs> Michael Bay knows how to shoot action. Yeah, especially yeah. when that pool breaks each time. Yeah. <laughs> Set up and pay off. The pool breaks in the second scene of the movie, in the yeah. final scene of the movie. The pool breaks again. I'm sorry if everybody finds my opinion wrong, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm sure if Mark Kermode was here, he'd be quite annoyed at us. But, yeah. hey, we're not... As we've said many times, we are not film critics. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, should we cheer ourselves up after another failure? Yeah, who are get we the time to? phone out? So, on this day in history, in 1838, the founder of the Mormon religion, Joseph Smith, decided to leave Ohio, where he had established a small town called Kirtland, as the base for his new religion. This was mainly down to the collapse of his Mormon bank, which was supposed to fund the spread of Mormonism. So I guess Mr. Smith is going to be pretty upset. Um, We'd love to hear how he's feeling. So let's give him a ring on the time phone, shall we? What is this device? Is it magic? Whose voice do I hear? Is that really you this time, God? Uh, morning, Joseph. No, it's not God. <laughs> Does that mean you weren't really talking to God when you wrote the Book of Mormon? Uh, uh no. I, I was talking to God. He told me what to write in my holy book. He also told me to start a bank, because what's more holy than banking? Am I right? Uh, maybe. Would you like to talk us through how you came to be in this situation? Well, it's quite a common story. Fifteen years ago, in 1823... I was visited by the angel Moroni. Wait, you were visited by an angel? That's right, an angel. He appeared, bathed in golden light, naked as the day is wide, and with a schlong the size of a telescope, wings wider than a whore's vagina, and hair as white as fresh laundry. He said, Joseph Smith, I am Moroni. Uh, okay. How are you uh, spelling that? M-O-R-O-N. And then an I. Like moron. Oh, right. So moron. Righto. Well, uh, that makes sense. What did Moroni say to you? Moroni. Well, he said I was destined to be a prophet and told me that there was a hill in upstate New York that contained instructions that I would need to become a prophet. So I went to the hill... And it just so happened that there were some golden tablets there. God then told me that I couldn't show the golden tablets to anyone, and that I could only read them. So whenever I read out what was on them, I kept them in my hat, because that was what God wanted. Oh, and he also told me that uh, Jesus came to America, and some other stuff about wearing long underwear and having multiple wives. Oh, uh, and some other shit about being nice to one another and working together for the greater good. But that stuff is less important than the wives and the underwear stuff. The most important thing he told me was to send my followers to Britain and stand silently outside railway station with shells of pamphlets. He said being completely ignored by hundreds of thousands of people every day would be good practice for the future. Uh, Do you not wonder why God was more focused on underwear, wives and pamphlets than the message of peace and working together? Who are we to question the word of God? 
I mean, sure, the spiritual message of peace and togetherness sure seems like the important thing to take away from the things that are written on holy golden tablets that I keep in my hat. But that stuff is right down at the bottom. The first thing God wrote right at the very top was, make sure you wear real long underwear. And then next on the list is, have a lot of wives. And then, start a bank in Ohio with some questionable accounting practices that may or may not include siphoning off the money. And then underneath that stuff is more stuff just about, like, holy words being kept in my hat. And then real quick, just like in Biro, God just wrote, oh, uh, you know, stop killing and fighting and being real mean to each other. and Just try and be nice all the time. So people won't question your slightly cult-like behavior and just treat you like a joke. And then he goes on and talks about the British railway stations, and he also put, Joseph, be careful not to be murdered by an angry mob in Carthage, Missouri. I'm still trying to figure out what that bit means. So I'd best get back to it. God's words sure are confusing sometimes. Okay, mustache. Okay, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Goodbye. Well, he was interesting, wasn't he? Very inter- very vocal, wasn't he? Yeah, he seemed very positive. Yeah, yeah. Um, very positive. It's a shame he didn't work out what God was trying to tell him about not getting murdered by an angry mob in Carthage, Missouri. Well, what does that mean? Because he was murdered by an angry mob in Carthage, Missouri. Well, that's pretty plain and simple. Yeah, I know. You'd think he would have managed to work that out. Well, Carthage, that reminds me of, like... Hey, folks, I guess we'll never get to find out what Fran meant by... uh what Carthage reminded her of, as due to a technical error, the last section of the show was cut out. However, you didn't miss anything good. It was just us, as usual, providing our contact details. You can, of course, find us on the Pod Nation list on podchaser.com, or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Robin Hood Pod or Pete and Fran Pod if you want to get in touch and maybe suggest some movies for us to watch that might be better than Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. And that's all we've got time for this week. Sorry about the uh, slight technical hitch. It won't happen again. It probably will. Bye. I'm Harrison. I'm Jordan. Well, I am Harrison. I'm fucking Jordan. All right. And we're we're the the Grief Rio Podcast. Podcast. Let us be your unnatural Sherpa guides on this existential plane of mountainous game and movie exploration. And don't forget about that spookiness that lives within us all, but mainly in you, you spooky bitch. I'm offended. We've been voted the best podcast to listen to by many. By many? That means a few. That's more than one. Results may vary. We'll see you on the next episode of Grief Burrito. Yeah! Yes! So once again, for some great indie podcasts, check out the Pod Nation list on podjacer.com.